Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's, that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into another edition of Sox on Tap. I am Tony Marchese tonight, joined by my guy, NWI Steve, and we're talking about a White Sox winner over the Minnesota Twins. Boy, does that feel good to say, Steve? How are you doing tonight? Hey, yo, Anthony. I am doing very well right now. I got to start uh, with just one little observation here. You know, sometimes in life they say that even a blind squirrel finds a nut, and I think I found. That nut, proverbially speaking, earlier on in this week, two of the columns I wrote talking about the White Sox need to start hitting the ball out of the ballpark and then following that up with Aloy Jimenez needing to do so here. Look what happened today. Three home runs, one of which by Aloy Jimenez, White Sox winner. Hey, it's it's almost like it was it was drawn up on these very airwaves, Steve. I've got to say, it's just excellent work. Uh, be sure you're following us at Socks on Tap. Myself at Tony on Tap, Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Follow the show at Socks on Tap. Follow on Tap Sportsnet at on Tap Sportsnet on Twitter and anywhere else in the social media realm. You can pretty much find us anywhere YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, all of those good places to get your Chicago sports news. Steve, this was a battle for the White Sox all day. Battle, battle, battle. I think this game was tied about five different times. Um, and and it, the Sox were trailing throughout, but there was just a different feel to this team today. Just give me some of your initial thoughts. A seesaw battle of emotions with this one. Obviously, Lance Lynn went out there tonight or this afternoon, didn't have his best stuff, uh, was surrendering the long ball himself on a number of different occasions here. And you just kind of had those feelings of dread at various points of this game, whenever the Sox would get back on the board, push this game close, tie it up. Minnesota would answer right back right away. And it just, it was one of those days where you're like, it's just going to be a gut wrenching defeat. And in the end, we had a couple of unheralded, Players, guys that have been maligned throughout the course of the season that really came through clutch um, to help get this team a much-needed dub and put one in the left-hand column. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just start with Lance Lynn being on the mound today in this must-win ball game. Worked himself into some trouble early on. That first inning, Steve, loads the bases. You should have gotten out of this one. There's a guy that I was all over yesterday. I got talked into taking him as my pick to click today. Just a brutal error from Tim Anderson to get the twins on the board early. Just give me some thoughts on, on that play. More of the little league bullshit that we have been seeing from this team more often than not on the season. And it coming at a very inopportune moment, Lance Lynn got the ground ball that he needed to get out of a first inning unscathed right there. 
Uh, Tim just had a brain fart, I guess, for lack of a better term there. And this is something that just continues to happen. And it's something that has to stop. I don't know what it's going to take for someone to get in these guys' ear and get them to clean up some of these unforced errors that are continually happening. But these are the types of things that cost you baseball games, and these are the things that can cost you opportunities to win a division title if they are not cleaned up in short order here because we are approaching the halfway point of this season. We'll be there tomorrow. So we've got a little bit of time here to try to get this train back on the tracks here and ultimately start playing some clean baseball. Yeah, and, and you know, clean baseball is great. I, I'm, I'm happy we've got one in the left-hand comp today, but there was some some things that, you know, we could, we're still going to pick apart here. Um, the Sox are able to answer in the first inning, Steve. I felt like that was important just for the tone of this game, setting the tone. Tim Anderson takes a, a leadoff walk, which you don't see very often. Um, I felt like that was new. Uh, Sox walk alert. Yeah. I felt like that was new. It was good to to see that kind of happen. Uh, it, striking back here, I thought that that was very important so that you're not down throughout this ball game because the Minnesota Twins come back out right away just like the Minnesota Twins do, and, and they put up more runs uh, right away. If if you're starting to trail three, four, five, nothing in some of these ball games, then you've got a big problem, especially uh, as a White Sox fan watching these things with the past two games uh, in this series. Kind of here, I felt like that would have been really bad if the White Sox offense wasn't able to scrape something across. Obviously, we have to go into the fourth inning before the White Sox are able to tie this thing up for the first time, Steve. And here it is. I'll let you say it. What do you want? What do you want me to say exactly? Ball go far. Ball go far. I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, it, this it, was it the does, start. It goes with it. It goes without saying. Um, you hit home runs, you got a better chance to win baseball games. And seeing Eloy be the guy to come up there, that second at bat, um, it was a little annoying that first time through the order. Joe Ryan made a couple of mistakes, threw him a couple of cock shots right down the middle there, and Eloy swinging over the top of him and then letting one go for strike three. And, you know, the jokes kind of write themselves a little bit. It's like, oh, it's like he never left. He fits right back in. And at second time through – um, fouled off a couple of tough pitches, was able to extend the bat a little bit, and then ultimately was able to hit, get the ball in the air. Weird what happens when you hit the ball in the air. Good things can happen. Holy shit, this changes everything. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, has this ever not been us. talked about at any point this season? Who would have thought? It definitely definitely not us, Steve. Um, you know, this ball game is is just a roller coaster seesaw back and forth throughout the, the rest of it here. Uh, twins go up, socks tie, twins go up, socks tie, twins go up, socks tie again. Um, let's kind of move this along. Let's fast forward in the programming here just a little bit, Steve. I thought Reynaldo Lopez did a pretty decent job today coming in and relief for Lance Lynn. Any thoughts there? We've seen that from Ray Lowe a lot this year. Um, he's, he's another guy that has been pretty unheralded, but he's played a very vital role on this team coming in in pivotal spots keeping games close and, and keeping this game, keeping this team in position to win some baseball games. Obviously there have been some slip ups along the way, but that's going to happen over the course of 162 games. But by and large, Lopez has really done a solid job and really appears to have kind of found his role in that late or, or excuse me, in those mid innings, kind of a bridge guy. 
And that's an important role to have on a team. There are certainly circumstances where I would like to see him extended out a little bit more, but for what he has been asked to do this year, you really can't have many complaints about what we've seen from Ronaldo Lopez. No, you can't. Uh, one inning of work today does give up two hits, does strike out two, but he was clean there. It was a, a very important inning. He's relieved by Matt Foster, who did not fare as well, Steve. It, it just feels like we haven't seen a lot of Matt Foster lately. This was a high leverage uh, kind of situation for him. He gets touched up a little bit. Any thoughts from uh Matt Foster's appearance. Yeah, it, it was a rough one today. Um, we've seen a couple of rough outings from Foster here, I would say, over the last two weeks. Granted, they have been relatively sporadic, like you talked about there. Um, and you almost kind of wonder, is this a function of maybe a little bit of rust kind of setting in for him? Because I'm just trying to even think as far as when the last time he came into a game was. Was that was that maybe like Saturday afternoon <clears throat> in San Francisco? It's been a couple days. Yeah, yeah. So – some, sometimes you guys, if they have a three or four day layoff, you know, they lose that feel a little bit and Foster might be one of those guys. And so hopefully today getting back out there, obviously took his lumps, but hopefully then next time he's asked to take the ball this weekend against Detroit, he's able to go out there and be crisp and get some quality outs for this team. Well, let's hope so, Steve. Uh, Liam Hendricks comes into this ball game in a tie tie ball game situation. There's been a lot of talk back and forth. Uh, throughout uh, Liam Hendricks' tenure with the White Sox on how Tony La Russa has utilized him out of the bullpen. I thought this was the appropriate situation today. TLR went to him. He worked a very energetic inning, uh, kind of pumped some stuff up. There was some, there was some life within the White Sox, uh, you know, just the players on the field, the dugout, everything, after Liam Hendricks was able to work that ninth inning. I thought that that momentum really, really helped the White Sox uh, get the job done today. Um, and then just a, a kind of a escape artist type uh, uh, appearance from Jose Ruiz in the 10th Your boy. inning. My boy, Jose Ruiz, uh, gets the job done in the 10th inning. How important is it, Steve, to not allow a run in that inning there? So uh, a couple of points I, I want to make here. So first, Talking about Liam Hendricks, his first two innings uh, coming off of the IL. I think he's got, what, five strikeouts out of six hitters that he's faced in two high leverage positions um, when he has been asked to hold games close and he has gone out there and, and done the job flawlessly. Alex Colomay would never, never, Oof. never. Okay. That's, that's rough. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's the, yep. that's the first thing right there. Uh, second is it relates to, to Jose Ruiz and getting out of that 10th inning. You know, I've had a lot of discussions with some people in the last maybe a couple, two, three weeks talking about this stupid softball 10th inning role with the guy on second base. And I think in a lot of ways, and, and I haven't really done enough research to quantify this, but it almost feels like this gives the visiting team a little bit of an advantage. Because if you can go out there and if you can score, you know, obviously the one run, but if you can tack on a second run, in that inning right there, it tactically get helps you know what exactly you need to do out there when, when you take the mound needing to get those three out. So if you were able to tack on that second run out there, you know, okay, defensively, we can position our, our infielders such that if that ghost runner scores, it's okay. We just got to keep another guy from reaching base and we're going to win the baseball game there. So Jose Ruiz kind of worked himself into a little bit of a jam there with the leadoff walk. 
but then ultimately was able to get a big strikeout and get a huge double play to put his key zero on the board there, send this team up to walk it off in the 10th. And that they did in legendary fashion, Steve, and that's exactly what we need to get to. Lurie Garcia comes through in the clutch for the White Sox after they have just a very impressive hold there from, from Ruiz, and it's it's Larry Legend who gets the job done. Didn't really write that one up uh, today, uh, but that's what happened. And guess what? It's a breath of fresh air, I think, for me. I think it is for you and all the other White Sox fans out there because you said some scary stuff on the show last night. And if you didn't check that out, go back and check it out. But, Steve, you told me that this White Sox team in its history had never made the playoffs, being down seven games before. And, and I know not a lot of people watching this game were kind of had that in their mind. It was in my mind the entire time. And it just felt like a weight was lifted kind of off of my shoulders for uh, at least tonight, uh, knowing that the White Sox were able to finally overcome the Minnesota Twins this season. I thought it was a great step forward, and they did it in a fun fashion. They did it battling the entire ball game, and it just felt good. It did feel good. You're 100% right. As I'm watching this thing unfold and watching the seesaw battle back and forth and seeing the Twins take the lead, like I said earlier in the broadcast here, those feelings of dread just kind of come over you, and it just keeps creeping into my mind, this is the death nail right here. And so for this team to battle back the way they did to get the big hits when they needed to, and for it to come from guys that you were counting on for, you know, Aloy Jimenez to have the two run Homer, have the RBI single um, for Luis. He's just rolling the R right now to come through, hit it himself a two-run homer to tie this game up. He's a guy that has really drawn a lot of flack, I would say, since he came back from the COVID IL early part of June. Played approach has not been particularly sound. So for him to drive the baseball in that spot, give this team another opportunity to win a baseball game, and then they fall behind again. And Andrew Vaughn, another guy that has had some struggles with some leg injuries. And if you go back and look over the course of the last month, he is not driving the baseball with much effectiveness for him to get some lift and to hit a key pivotal home run in a late game situation right there is huge. I think psychologically for him and for this team overall. So you get your key contributors doing what they need to do. And at the end of the day, I don't care who it is. I don't care how they won this baseball game. Everyone knows how I feel about Larry Garcia. I don't give a shit. He put one in the left-hand column today. That's really all that matters. It's fucking awesome. They needed that. Fuck the Minnesota Twins always and forever. You had a chance to drive the stake through the heart today. Make them fucking pay. Yeah. It, it's You never want to be the team that wakes up a sleeping giant, right, Steve? Like That's kind of how I'm looking at this. Now, I do know that uh, we've been burned on this before. This team has had chances to take their momentum and, and really run with it. But it all starts right here in the Central Division. You've had problems with the Twins all year. You've had your problems with with Cleveland. It, it's got to feel like a monkey off the back because you have the Twins coming up 
just right around the corner here next week. But before we get to that, Steve, final thoughts on this baseball game for me, you needed this win. You absolutely needed it. You got it. Excellent job. Well done today. Now let's look ahead. Steve, what's on tap for the White Sox tomorrow? The Motor City Kitties come in from Detroit, fresh off of a four-game sweep of the Cleveland Guardians. So this team is coming in hot, coming in with some momentum. We saw what the Sox did to them. I want to say it was, what, three weeks ago up in that shithole that is Motown. So they might come in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Dylan Cease is going to take them on 10-0 lifetime in his career against the Tigers. He has owned them. Um, I don't think Mike Illich and the Illich family own the Tigers anymore. I'm pretty sure it is Dylan Cease for the moment. Need him to go out there and need him to continue that. Build momentum. you got to find a way to take three out of four in this series, and then you will go on the road to Cleveland next week at the 500 mark. That is extremely pivotal right now. Obviously, I want the sweep, but you got to win this series here. You've got an opportunity. You've got a bad team coming in. You need to take advantage. You need to build momentum because that last week going into the All-Star break, that could be the most pivotal week of the season. You can't look ahead of right now at this point. you got to take care of what is in front of you. you got to start winning baseball games at home. I talked about this earlier in the week. You didn't get the job done against the Twins here, but it can start today, and you need to carry that momentum forward. You absolutely have to, and Steve, I think you said that beautifully. Um, so I don't have much else to add on to that outside of the fact that I, I want to see the bats get even hotter. I want to see Eloy Jimenez just turn that page. This is the start of your season. This is where you're going to hit your home runs. Flush everything else. Go out there and hit the ball. Like we said yesterday, anything he does is a bonus. But if he makes that lineup just a little bit deeper, awesome. Yohan Mankata, need you in the lineup. I'm sorry. I know you fouled one off your foot. Need you in the lineup this series because having to go to Josh Harrison, Lurie Garcia at third base, mixing in in and out there also kind of messes with your, your bench depth just a little bit. And Jake Berger went on the IL. So I'm expecting a day off for Yon probably tomorrow, but if this thing starts to creep a little bit more, that third base depth does not look like it did when you had Jake Berger here to kind of hold the fort down, at least from the offensive side of the ball. I'm not so much worried about Harrison and, and Lurie defensively, but on the offense, you need to score runs in this Detroit series. You need to you need to start hitting more home runs in your home ballpark. You saw the start of that today. Don't want to see that evaporate. Last Last thing. For this upcoming series, starting pitching, going deep in ball games, doing what you what you saw today, mm-hmm. and, and and a couple other of these starts recently, I'd say the San Francisco series more so than these last two with the Minnesota Twins. But keep going deep into ball games. Don't overtax that bullpen. Keep guys like Liam Hendricks available for these big moments, and you're going to start to win some ball games. Three out of four, I would be overjoyed with Steve. Yeah, they they need it. To your point about the starting pitching, there is no day off until the All Star break. So you got to go twelve straight days here, or, or or eleven more eleven more days to go, and you got a doubleheader in Cleveland mixed in there. So you got to step this thing up one through five. Every single one of these guys, it can't just be Johnny Cueto, okay? 
Dylan Cease, you got to go out there. Last time against the Tigers, you didn't have command of the fastball. You were only able to, you struggled to get through five innings. You need depth. You need length tomorrow. Lucas Giolito, you went out there, you threw the ball well in San Francisco. Hopefully that was the turning of the page. Get it going. All right. This is a team that you should beat at home. Get hot in your home ballpark. Win this goddamn series. Starting pitching. Set the tone. Keep hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Let's go. Steve, you got to pick the click for tomorrow. I do have a pick to click for tomorrow, actually. And you know what? It's going to be Mr. Jose Abreu. Because let me tell you something. We all saw the photo of Abreu sitting in the dugout after that game yesterday. It made its way around Twitter.com and all the commentary coming in and just the dejected look on his face. Every single one of those guys in that clubhouse, all the Latin players that look up to him like a father figure that look to him to guide and to lead them. You know what? You need to step up now for that guy because the look on that guy's face after everything he has given this organization, you need to go out there and you need to bust your nuts and get this team back in it for that guy right there. Okay. And he's going to go out there and he's going to do his job because that's what he does. He's the one reliable force day in and day out with his team. And he's going to go out there and he's going to do it tomorrow as well. I love it, Steve. And I hope that that's exactly what happens. I, I felt the same way, uh, you know, just looking at that, at that photo of him and, and just on the broadcast, how he looked and all that other, just ugh, I don't like it. It's an ugly feeling. Uh, but I, I love the pick to click. He had that, that scream as he, as he rounded first base today. I thought the energy was there. It's awesome, Steve. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take my pick to click in a in a different direction here. I'm gonna go with Luis Robert. I want to see him continue to pound baseballs so we get more R rolls on this show. So I'm going Luis Robert, Steve. Those are the picks to click. I think we've uh, we've talked about a nice victory today. We've got another ball game tomorrow. Any final thoughts on today's Sox on Tap post game show? Like I said, this is a win that for the moment has saved the season. You can't get complacent now. You have to build on it. This is the opportunity. Don't let this go to waste. Get hot. Love it. That's all we have for today's episode of Socks on Tap. You can follow the show at Socks on Tap on Twitter.com. Follow Steve at NWI underscore Steve, myself at Tony on Tap. Follow us at on Tap Sportsnet as well. Uh, for all of your Chicago sports literature podcasts you need. Steve, it's great to talk about a win. We're going to get out of here to kind of a shorter show today. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it was, it, it was just, it flowed. It was great uh, to talk about a winner and not have to dissect the many things that went wrong uh, with the White Sox uh, on this day in history. Steve, close it down how I always do. White Sox forever. White Sox for life. Fuck the twins. <laughs>